How do you deal with multiple offers? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So sit tight and be ready to get fired up. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hi, everyone. Super happy to have you. Thanks for listening. I hope you know how much I appreciate it. It really does mean a lot to me. So um, I'm going to talk to you about how we deal with with multiple offers. So whether you're a real estate agent, lender, professional, or just listening, this should help. And again, most of you probably already know this, you're super smart, but I'm gonna let you know how we deal with multiple offers. When we know that there's gonna be multiple offers on it on a home, or when there just happens to be multiple offers on a home, what we do is we set an offer deadline date on the property. Now, we typically advise our clients that it's not always the smartest idea to take the first offer that comes in, even if it's an amazing offer. And the reason being is because Given, and it, of course this depends on every market client. If you're in a, a, a market where it's definitely a buyer's market and you, you know, magically get an offer uh, the first day or the first, you know, two, two days, you should advise your client as to what the market is like, what the average days on market is, how long things are taking to sell, um, how many reductions you've seen in price, especially in their price range, et cetera, et cetera, so that they're fully advised. But when you know that you're going to have multiple offers, we never, ever take the offer when it first comes in we set an offer deadline date and then what we do is we call every agent that wrote an offer and every lender and we vet the, the we vet the offer we make sure that the agent um, hasn't written on any other offers we've made sure that they've really advised their client as far as what's traditional or normal in uh, as far as who pays for what we also call every lender make sure that they've done their due diligence they've ran taxes, they've verified credit, they have, you know, gone, hopefully been fully DU approved or TBD approved. And that obviously is taken into consideration. We look at how much money they have down, um, how much money they have in the bank, uh, what type of loan it is. And then we get all the offers in hand. And then at that point, we ask for highest and best. So then we go back to every single offer. Even if we know that we're taking one offer over everybody else, we will we will counter um, at least two offers. And we will say, here are our terms. We're doing a multiple counter offer. And the reason why we do that is because our hope is that one of them will come back and even give us better terms, higher price, better uh, uh, meeting the needs better of our, of, our, of our seller. If we just take the very first offer that comes, number one, we feel it's doing a disservice to the seller because we're not marketing it properly. And our job is to expose the property to as many people as possible using our digital marketing strategies, get it in front of the masses so that the seller not only gets the best price, but also gets the best terms. And, and you get people to kind of compete with each other. Now, I'm sure I'm talking to the choir here. You guys know how to do multiple offers. So forgive me if you're going, well, Krista, Dad, we all do it that way. I'm just trying to give you some help and let you know how I do it and how my team does it. And I'll tell you what, we find when there are multiple offers, we get people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Now, I'm sure you all have heard of what a no appraisal contingency is, right? Or no, no contingencies at all. Many times people will 
up their offer and make it super, super high. And if we're concerned that it's not going to appraise, we will do a no appraisal contingency. We'll also make sure that the, the agent has fully told the buyer what a no appraisal contingency means, that if it doesn't appraise, they have to pay the difference between what they offered um, and what it appraises for. And that actually comes out of their pocket. And it's just like they're paying cash and kind of throwing it away, so to speak. Uh, and we make sure that they understand what that means. And we have found that many times they, they really don't understand what it means. Or we'll have agents say things like, oh, that's never going to happen because they're not from this area and they don't know the market. And so we know how to truly, truly um, uh, vet which type of buyer, which type of loan, which type of offer is the absolute best offer. We also let the seller know our experiences with the other agent, our experiences with the um, lender, uh, and you know, let them know if they're on our blacklist or not, so to speak. Now, obviously, it is 100% the choice of the seller to choose whoever they want to. We don't steer. We just give them our, um, our opinion and our recommendation as far as you know, their options as far as which offer, in our opinion, is the best offer, and then they make the the final choice. But when we do a multiple offer situation, many times people up the terms, they up their offer, they give the, the seller a free rent back, they, do, they remove contingencies, and they do so much. And our biggest concern typically is contingencies, especially in appraising if the, if the price goes up. We've, um, gosh, a house that I sold in Union City, we actually sold for $100,000 above what the house appraised for and the buyer paid it it was back in the day when it was just insane back then and people were just you know 20 offers every time so that is how we handle our multiple offers we also advise the seller and we tell them when we meet with them hey we're expecting multiple offers here's how we would advise you to do it we're going to get offers in we will not call you every time an offer comes in um, because number one we make sure that they fill out our lender questionnaire and our and our and our agent questionnaire before we ever would present it to you. And we also think that we, we want to make sure that we give it ample marketing time so that the house is fully exposed and so that we can get you the best terms and the best price. And so we really advise them early on as far as what to expect and why um, we feel it's important to, to work it this way. Thanks for tuning in. So what kind of real estate agent are you exactly? Go to quizforrealtors.com to take our quiz now. You'll find out where you line up with other real estate agents out there in the market today. And I'll give you a personalized free training based upon your results. So if you're looking to find out who you are and what you need to do to become the next seven or eight figure agent, head to quizforrealtors.com slash podcast and take the quiz today. I promise you won't be disappointed and you're going to love the free training. Again, go to quiz. For for realtors.com slash podcast. That's quiz for realtors.com slash podcast. Make it a great day. I have to tell you, anytime that I ever hear an agent say that they sold a house in a fr the first day or in two days, I just I shake my head and all I can think is most likely you left money on the table unless of course you're in a complete buyer's market and you know houses are you know the absorption rate is is showing that it's actually a buyer's market then that's a different scenario you need to really advise your clients hey take this and run but we're just not seeing that happen right now right right now it, it still is um it's just starting to kind of turn into more of a normalized market it's been a absolute seller's market for, for many, many years. We're now starting to stabilize. We're seeing days on market increase. We're seeing price reductions. And so now it's typically a different story, unless the house is 
under a certain price range in top shape, has all the amenities that most buyers want in great condition, and we get have a ton of interest early on, then we know there's going to be multiple offers. Obviously, the conversation changes. So that's how we handle it. I'd love to hear how you handle it and how you handle your client expectations. Sometimes the agents on the other side, they, you know, they give us um, a little bit of flack and I totally understand why when I've got a buyer and they want a house, I want to do everything I can to get them that, that house before I'm competing with, with multiple offers. But we just, you know, we let them know, Hey, we highly, you know, educate our sellers in the beginning, letting them know what our strategy is and why and how it benefits them. So for me to tell them to take your offer now, even though I love you and I think you're amazing and this is a great offer, I'm really going against what I advise them. So um, it, it works out. They understand. And inevitably, it always, always helps helps our uh, our seller. We also let our seller know and advise our seller that even though many times that we will do a no appraisal contingency, if there's a huge gap between what we're in contract for and what it appraises for, that's sometimes the buyers still want to back out and they can pretty much use any excuse possible um, and to kind of, you know, expect that that could be a possibility because the other agent maybe didn't inform them well or they didn't truly understand what no appraisal contingency meant. And even though we did everything we could to make sure that they, they knew what it was, you know, we can't, we can't control how the other agent is advising them. So it's really important with your sellers that you give them clear expectations, um, the possibilities of, and the outcomes that could happen. And when you tell them these things in advance, when it happens, you go, remember we talked about this and they're not so upset, they're not so angry, they're not so mad at you because you properly advise them of the what ifs, right? The goods, the bads, the uglies um, that could come up with it, with within the transaction. And this is not just about the purchase price, right? This is about anything and everything. Another good example of, of really educating your, your sellers is the different types of loans that are out there and what that actually, what it means when you have an FHA loan compared to a VA loan, compared to conventional, compared to con cash, right? Like sometimes we all know the highest offer doesn't mean much if they have you know, uh, a VA loan and the house is going to need a million lender required repairs, right? We got to really advise our clients, let them know what to expect. But I'll tell you that multiple offer situation is how we handle it. Um, it's worked well in almost, you know, many, many cases with, with the transactions that we've done. We're dealing with that situation right now. Actually, we just listed a house on Blythe Drive in Antioch and we have just been blowing up with showing. She's averaging you know, three, six, seven showings a day. Um, and we already have two offers in hand uh, and the phone won't stop. So we have an offer deadline date for Tuesday. Today is Thursday. We're letting it go through the weekend and then we're going to meet with them. Obviously, before meeting with them, we will vet the lender, vet the agent, and make sure that they've done their due diligence in making sure that the, the buyers are qualified and then report that back to our seller. So I hope this was helpful to you. Um, didn't really go, it's a different type of a, of a podcast. Let me know if you like it, if this was helpful, if you'd like more of these. And I want to hear from you. What do you want from me? What would you like me, you know, what which podcasts resonate? Do you like the mixture? We're kind of, you know, we go all over the place. We talk about... Um, strategies, mindset, you know, uh, business, marketing, you hear me and Steve, I and mean, what do you love? Let me know. And as always, I would appreciate a five-star review. And can you subscribe? Come on, it takes five minutes. So please, please do so. It would mean a lot to me because then I know that what I'm doing, you like. Otherwise, maybe I'll stop. I won't stop. Never, ever give up. Give up. Never, ever give up. Anyways, get fired up. Get out there and implement. Make it a great day. And as always, when you do what you love, people love what you do. Thanks for tuning in. So what kind of real estate agent are you exactly? 
Go to quizforrealtors.com to take our quiz now. You'll find out where you line up with other real estate agents out there in the market today. And I'll give you a personalized free training based upon your results. So if you're looking to find out who you are and what you need to do to become the next seven or eight figure agent, head to quizforrealtors.com slash podcast and take the quiz today. I promise you won't be disappointed and you're going to love the free training. Again, go to quiz for for realtors.com slash podcast. That's quiz for realtors.com slash podcast. Make it a great day. Come back and join us five days a week, every Monday through Friday. And be sure to check out kristamayshore.com backslash podcast for free downloads and resources.